Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. From the late 1960s through the late 1970s, the Minnesota Vikings storyline was great promise followed by bitter disappointment. The frustration started in 1969. In 1961, the NFL's Minnesota Vikings were born in expansion. Under the direction of head coach Norm Van Brocklin, they achieved a winning record in just their fourth season, going 8-5-1 in 1964. But their winning ways didn't last long. The following season, they finished 7-7. Seven and seven. They were 4-9-1 in 1966 and decided to let Coach Van Brocklin go. To replace him in 1967, the Vikings hired Bud Grant, a coach who had achieved great success in the Canadian Football League. But their record didn't get any better. Minnesota only won three games. But despite the poor start, the future looked bright. The Vikings drafted two future Hall of Fame players in defensive tackle Alan Page, 1967, and offensive tackle Ron Yarry, 1968. They also acquired quarterback Joe Cap, who was an eight-year Canadian Football League veteran. Things began to click. In 1968, under Cap's fiery leadership, the Vikings finished 8 and 6 and made the playoffs, losing to the Colts 24 to 14. With continued draft success, guard Ed White came in 1969. The team had high hopes for the 1969 season. The season didn't start as they had hoped, dropping the season opener to the New York Giants with former Viking Fran Tarkington at the helm. But that loss didn't shake the team's confidence. Minnesota came back strong in week two with a convincing 52-14 victory over the same team, Baltimore, that had beaten them just nine months earlier. Quarterback Joe Cap, who didn't play against the Giants because of a knee injury, threw seven touchdown passes against the Colts. Then, Minnesota went on to win its next five games, convincingly too, including a Week 4 shutout of the Bears. After a Week 8 blasting of the playoff-bound Cleveland Browns, 51-3, the Vikings stood 7-1, and the league took notice. After squeaking by the Packers 9-7 in Week 9, the Vikings demolished the Steelers 52-14 in Week 10. 
and shut out the Lions 27-0 the following week. With two more wins against the Rams and 49ers, Minnesota had won 12 consecutive games, a streak that ended in the season finale against the Falcons. But Coach Grant wasn't concerned about the meaningless loss to the Falcons. The Vikings were ranked number one on defense, and in six games they held opponents to seven points or less with two shutouts. For the season, they allowed just 133 points. On offense, Minnesota scored a whopping 379 points, and they scored 50 or more points in three games. Now it was off to the playoffs. On December 27th, the Vikings defeated the Los Angeles Rams 23-20 in a hard-fought game, and the win earned them the right to play in what would be the NFL's final championship game. The NFL-AFL merger took place the following season. On January 4, 1970, Minnesota beat the Browns by 20 points to qualify for Super Bowl IV. Their opponent was the AFL champion Kansas City Chiefs. Under the leadership of the indomitable Hank Stram, Kansas City was on a roll, winning three AFL championships and appearing in the first Super Bowl. In 1969, the Chiefs finished the regular season with an 11-3 record, and they got to the Super Bowl by defeating the defending Super Bowl champion, New York Jets and the always tough Oakland Raiders. But as good as 1969 was to the Chiefs, it paled in comparison to the Vikings season. Minnesota had such outstanding balance, and the stats showed they were superior to the Chiefs on both sides of the ball. But the game is played on the field. The heavily favored Vikings were down 16-0 before they got on the scoreboard. It was too little, too late, and the Chiefs went on to win the game 23-7. Just like the 1968 Colts the year before, the 1969 Vikings' brilliant season ended with a stunning defeat, losing the one game that mattered most. As history would have it, the 1970 Super Bowl was Joe Cap's final game for the Vikings. Minnesota's solid play will continue, as with their poor Super Bowl record. The Vikings appeared in three more Super Bowls, and they lost all three, the last in 1977. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings sports history to life. The Row 1 Gallery includes over 5,200 reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in the Row 1 shop, check out thousands more unique items with retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts and long-sleeve shirts, phone cases and mugs, 
blankets and pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportsisternetwork.com slash one for access to the full Row one catalog for gallery prints and gift items. Plus, get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row one pictorial gallery with coupon code SHN15. Visit Row One at sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.